recording. Oh, you're recording right now? All right. Yeah, yeah. Also, this will, this will give me some good. This is Pure Tour's uh, patent. Actually, no, we're not patenting anything. This patenting is for rich, greedy capitalists. And I don't like them. I don't like them. Uh, we got my water over here. We got my. This, this is Pure Tour's guide to drinking on podcasts. Uh, we got the vodka with an ice cube and a full glass, basically, of vodka. Yeah, I got you. And then, uh, and then you got your coffee to keep uh, to keep your energy up, so that uh, your mind your mind is is thinking as fast as you are speaking. <laughs> like, how yeah. do I sound like this? As opposed to if I came real close, like yeah. real close, like yeah. this. I want to be close up. Right next I want to be close up, but when I get I want to get real comfy, but you know whatever. I can be. I can just sit up and drink coffee. Hey, listen. Well, the real pro hours. The real pro hours. They can't. They can't be comfy. They're not the real comfy hours. Yeah. Oh, I was doing. That's a, a different, different podcast. Of, I was doing a really stupid. Uh, a very, I do. I, I was doing a very. I'm on a very stupid podcast with a friend, and I was really funny. And then he brought. Or he ordered pizza. And it came, and I ate like three slices, and like I stopped being funny. Like, I, like <laughs> it just slowed me down. Are yeah. people funnier oh, when they're hungry? Maybe. Probably. I think your phone just slows you down. These are the these are the these are the questions we need to ask. Yeah. Hey, Joe Demoichkin from New York. Yeah, I'm from, from New York. York. <laughs> no, I mean technically, <laughs> technically, I'm I'm I, I guess I am from New York because it was the first stop I was at in uh, in America. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, I, well, when the weather gets cold, it's coming out of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, dude, it's too perfect. <laughs> oh my god, we gotta put this. I was in, I lived, used to live in Brooklyn. I used to live in Brooklyn for a long time, and then I came back down. Okay, and the way it was too cold. Morchkin, captain of the Golpnik recruitment squad at the DDLC uh, Incorporate. I don't get that, but that's hard good, I guess. It's so, it's so is that so esoterically Russian? I'll never get it. It's actually more animated than it is Russian. Oh, I. It's really the Tokyo Literature Club. It's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Moshi Moshi, this is Louis Desone. Oh, hello, uh, Louis. This is me, Pyotr Moichkin, captain of the Gopnik recruitment squad for the DDLC of Internal Affairs. How do you do? Uh, excellent. And it's another glorious day at the People's Association for Establishment of People's Podcasting. We've got another deep emergency episode for you coming at you live. And, uh, you know, this is very, we do a lot of emergency episodes here. And of a crisis, Tom Steyer, the other uh, ethnically Jewish billionaire, has dropped out of the race. Uh, so oh, Ch- no. him go. Yeah. Oh, Ch- uh, it turned. Louis, what are we gonna do? Ugh! I don't know. I'm very disappointed. I was informed money could buy me an election. In terms of you, also, you need money and power, uh, money and connections. Unfortunately, someone told uh, Tom Stryer that lived in a plutocracy where you could just buy your way into the presidency, and you, he forgot you have to also buy your way into the presidency and have connections and also spend all that money. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, Sad to see it. Sad, sad to see. It's a real shame. Sad to see him go. You know, he well, brought listen, a real something to the debates. Well, listen, my money's on Bloomberg now, so it's all good. You're that black. You're that black pilled. <laughs> I mean, actually, no. I mean, you're correct. I'm black pilled on democracy as well. But like, I think there's like a non-zero chance Bernie still wins. And I mean, what's what's the, what's the what's the I hope everything burns down pill. 
That's like a black yeah, pill, well, right? That's just black pill, right? Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't. Uh, I, I mean, like, we're, we're all, let's be honest here, we're all in a little bit of bad moods because of, uh, you know, some personal stuff going around, too. Yeah. You know, this coronavirus thing getting a little, a little crazy. Uh, uh, our landlords not being, not being uh, very, not being very friendly. Uh, sympathetic, yeah. Well, my landlord, I'm in, a, I'm in a weird spot where, I don't know, it's a good problem to have, I guess. But I have a really good deal on rent where I'm at right now. And I want to stay here as long as I can. Right. But my landlord is unresponsive at the best of time. And like, hey, I get an email. Hey, internet, your complex is out. I'm like, cool. It'll be back in a couple of days. It'll be back as soon as possible. Awesome. That's fine. Internet goes out. I get it. So we're on day three of no internet and no response. Oh, my God. No. And I'm <laughs> losing my mind. I'm, you know, I am. Banging your head against the wall? Yeah, banging my head against the wall. Going to Starbucks, download podcasts on my phone. <laughs> like, <laughs> going, hey, offline Steam is a great, you know, you, you burn a lot of time that way. Reading, I listen, read some more books. Listen, I'm books. just glad that. But it's. Yeah, I mean, this is the time to be reading books, right? Yeah, I guess so. But oof, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I, that, that's not what I do. Yeah, yeah. So what's your, what's your landlord I mean, you problem? know me. I don't, I don't read. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just, uh, I mean, it's a very. It's a very blue collar problem, I guess. I, uh, I've been trying to work on my motorcycle for quite a bit of long, quite a quite a while now, um, failing a lot just because of time and and money that it, uh, that it costs. I didn't know that carburetor parts would be so expensive, uh, and there's four of them, so that's not very fun to uh, to mess around with. Uh, and now I uh, my landlord is basically telling me, uh, "Hey, what's this piece of shit?" Doing around here, dude. This thing looks like garbage. You better get this ah, thing out of here. So, you know, can't can't exactly keep it around. So I've been. I actually was all day, all day today uh, moving it to somewhere yeah. else. Where well, yeah, that is to, that is the most blue collar thing that is to have the junk. The but junk hey, you know, maybe maybe I mean this. Yeah. <laughs> Embrace your stereotype. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, but no, I mean, well, here's here's the. Here's a positive. See, I always I always try to keep the positives out there, right? Uh, it, it's actually in my brother's place now, and you know this gives me more chances to see him and my nephews, and at, at the same time too, it, it's one of those things where like, okay, now I actually have to go somewhere to work on it, and there's like there's more like it, that can be a positive and a negative, you know? It could be okay now there's more planning into it rather than just. Oh yeah, I can just go to my backyard and maybe mess around with it for like an hour, and then go back inside and play video games. Which yeah. is actually, which is actually kind of worse. Oh. Listen, it's like the it's like the deal with like whether you're you have a workout gym at home or you actually have a membership to some gym that you know you you pay for, which means that there's kind of more incentive to go. Yeah, at least that's speaking the way I of uh, uh, landlord, I one one. This is like kind of a bit, but it is true. So I've, I've been in the, my new place for about a month now, and register chief, and I'm talking to one of the other guys living there in the complex. He's like, oh, yeah, your place got robbed before we moved in like a couple months. Like my place got robbed. <laughs> oh, great. And I'm like, oh, good. You know, I thanks, I guess, for the, you know, whatever. Well, he's a lock your door. Like, yeah, no, I'm from New Orleans. I know to lock a door. But uh, I was very happy. I, I've embraced the Marxist, Marxist analysis of revolution because when I was still like kind of a – I was like kind of a Christian libertarian, not a libertarian, but like kind of a Christian, like I guess born, raised conservative. I did feel like bad about oh, if I shoot somebody and they're like, what well, they, and they're in a bad situation or whatever. 
But now, if someone comes in, I can shoot them because they're loving proletariat. Uh, they're criminals. They're criminals, exactly. <laughs> so, I, yeah, criminals. Have, yeah, it's like, listen, but you don't, I, have, that, you don't is, even have to that's worry. That's a joke. You don't even have to worry. That, they're yeah, not that's revolutionaries. Little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no. that is a, that's a joke. That's a joke. But you know, ah, it's got. Yeah, yeah. I'm still gonna shoot people who rob me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, <laughs> I mean, listen, all in self-defense. So whatever. I mean, it's a, I mean, hey, I, I got like. Uh, it's it's a it's a hard thing to talk about, but like you know, listen, even God, you a, you know, even God is okay with self defense. Hey, man, my rent, my rent's real cheap. Yeah, and my rent's really cheap for a reason. So you know, I made trade offs that you know, I guess, dude, I'm not, I'm not gonna, rate, <laughs> dude, I'm not gonna, talk about, about trade like the you want a monkey's paw from capitalism. It's hey, you can't have an affordable rent if you're willing to murder. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> <laughs> it's very similar if you think about it to like joining the army to pay for college. You know, you can pay for college for free if you join the army and murder people. <laughs> it's just like it's the housing. Holy it's shit! The I never thought of it that way. Of the GI Bill, yeah, the bad neighborhoods of the housing equivalent of the GI Bill. <laughs> totally not false equivalency. No, I mean, it's a comparison. No, I'm just, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, a good comparison. Com- I, li- I like the comparison. Yeah, I just thought of that. It's but, like it's a, but you know, that, original take. That honestly reminds me. Uh, your situation reminds me of when I used. Thankfully, I live in a better situation now. But I actually used to live with like five other roommates in like a shack, <laughs> in basically a shack. Well, it's it's a you mobile. Fucking, you're home. such a stereotype. You're such a stereotype. Uh, am I? Am I really? Yeah. Listen, I've had yes. I've had many experiences in these in these twenty odd years of life. <laughs> Surprisingly, so. Yeah. I mean, I used to live with a Ukrainian woman. Now that was an adventure. I'll tell you what. I mean, listen, you know, I, I have to make it clear, like, I don't usually have, like, a very distaste for any ethnicity or whatnot, for obvious reasons, but Ukrainians, I just can't get along with them. There's no you way You are no such how. a fucking stereotype. <laughs> there's no way, there's no way, no, listen, this woman, all right, told me that, like, Russians weren't a real ethnicity, and they're actually just, a, like, a subvert of Ukrainian, and I, I, I dead-eye that's stare, a, that's a this Ukra- is... This is when she was trying to like That's... sell me her like room to rent as a sales pitch. Uh, so was it like I'm a fellow ethnic, or was it like a like the hard sell? Like I'll show you the true ways you 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 you, know, you slovenly <laughs> roost bastard. I think I think she might have thought of it that way. Yeah, you 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 mountain monkey, uh, Uralite, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm a, I, 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 I can't even think of ethnic internal Russian slurs. I mean. But I'm sure they're I mean, hilarious. I'm from Southern Russia, so Kakasoid or something like that. Yeah, get out yeah, of here, Kakasoid. Kakasus Mountains, more like. I'm not. Never mind. I'm not gonna finish that. Yeah. All right. I, well, listen. I, uh, I couldn't tell we were going. But anyway, we're we're bullshitting for like ten minutes. Let's uh, let's get into some real topics. Well, you think Tom Steyer's not a real topic? Uh, but okay, you know, hey, you know the. Our, I mean, the people's I candidate, mean, uh, Tom Steyer. I mean, yeah, listen, I, I agree too. Like, our struggles in life are a good topic because people can relate, right? Yeah. So, uh, you did go. you want to – I wanted to – you sent me this image or this this Twitter thing of Greta Thunberg, and I guess we could talk about her for a second if you want. Yeah, well, I don't want to like, – I don't want to do it too deep, but like – I just I just, uh, I just, just like this with... funny image. I actually don't know who this woman is, and you're about to tell me. You don't know – oh my god. See, you not knowing like – this is kind of fun because you get to play like audience surrogate, not knowing like a weird like American and political hi- history. Uh, Greta Thunberg met with uh, was it Malala Yousafzai? Anyway, Malala. She was called Malala. She's all she goes by. Her Twitter handle is Malala. 
She's a she was a, a Afghani girl who was shot in the head by the Taliban, I think the late two thousands or early two thousand tens. Wow, and she's really? kind of paraded around as like this. Yeah, yeah no, it's it's like it's not. A, I'm gonna say some things that so aren't shot, like shot in, to her, but she is like shot in the head and survived, obviously. But like, did she have any? Um, she you can she looks like a little like she got I mean, she looks like she got shot in the head, but not like she's not like on a track. Like she became a symbol of like women's education in Afghanistan. Oh, I think and I like, remember. Yeah, I think I remember her being. Yeah, so she does. She looks like attract. She looks attractive in a way that like a girl who got shot in the head looks Jesus like Christ. <laughs> as as, as fa- I mean, whatever. And I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I I'm gonna be critical of her briefly, but like. She was, like, kind of a neocon media op. I don't know all uh, that against her personally. But, like, this is the re- this is why we're fighting in Afghanistan. Just to keep these girls and girls in, like, in education. I'm like, okay, yeah. that, that's, what we, that's what we invaded for? I guess that's the reason. Yeah. All right. I, I, don't believe, I don't believe you, like, for one. But, like, conservatives and I'm going like, to have to press liberals the, I'm gonna have will to tell press you this. X to doubt on that one. Yeah. And even conservatives who are like, the sex revolution was a mistake and all this, you know, women's need to be in the home and whatever and they shouldn't go to college they should get married even they'll like oh well you know but basically you go to school in these countries not that i want american women in school but we want these afghani girls to be in school like that's where we're gonna go fight this huge war but she, so she, so it's like obviously like she was kind of a media op like women should get and should get like women should go to middle school right like obviously and the taliban are like not good for shooting her in the face and that's not why you know we don't have to say i don't have to spell it i out. mean it's the problem is here. I mean, was it really just a like crossfire sort of deal where it was uh, an accident? No, no, it was like an, it was like no, it was deliberate. It was no, like, her she is legitimate. Like so, she they she was on like a school bus or a school van. The Taliban intercepted it on the way to school and like shot her as an example, like to not go to school. Ooh, Jesus, like, she is very legitimate. Like a and, they, and she lived miraculously, right? But yeah, wow. her like fame and she was like in the public eye and she did the whole like liberal news junkets and conservative ones too. She was on like John Stewart's show and talking about oh what what beautiful and like the, the underlying thing is women should be in school in the third world like they should but also we can't let these Taliban win they're just so they're yeah this this like, this you know, smells whole, like, like yeah that smells the like undertone neocon. is there and like it's it's, it's funny it smells like anyway so neocon of uh, oh we this is totally yeah, a great this, yeah it's this is a great elaborate it's a reason it's like, to go to war yeah well that's like or there's like post hoc CIA stuff we gotta keep the war going you know. It's 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 very like CIA. I mean, the CIA has like Jake Tapper. Like oh, it's all kind of yeah. I think it's like twenty percent of all CNN anchors used to work for intelligence services. Like the media, especially the TV media, is like run by this ex ex CIA people. But that's a whole other that's a whole other conspiracy theory that's like openly true. That, we, that I can rant about that we can, later. We'll, but, we'll, uh, we'll have to do that in, on another time. Yeah. So what? The, I don't understand. We've got the numbers. Exactly. We, I've got. I've got. I've got the documents. And uh, so yeah. I've got the documents. So what the heck does does her global warming debut have to do with this woman then? Met, well, oh, she, she okay, recently so she met just, her for like a photo op. Yeah, or a photo op. Well, I'm sure they talked to her because they're both young girls who are kind of put in that. As Greta Thunberg's also like a media manufactured thing, right? Like that's not a you know it's yeah. not a graphics thing. All this media pushing it. Well, there's big people behind this thing. But yeah, the funny kind of... thing with Malala is she w- she dropped off the face of the earth when she became an avowed Marxist. An avowed. So what? she went to school. They, Marxist. They sent her to college. They sent her to college and stuff. Uh, she went to school and <laughs> she, she got, like she got read dropped Marx off when she became like, when she became woke. Yeah, it was it was just like hilarious. But so like she was obviously like the ex kind of media op. So then she wasn't useful, right? Like I mean, also she got like, older too. So I'm sure, but it was and she was less like woman. She's a woman now. She's like all grown up and all. But she's now like a, a kind of a minor Marxist activist 
and that doesn't make the news as much with a, you know a lot of Twitter followers and stuff. But that's interesting. I yeah, they don't know that they um, don't push her around. But but anyway, it's just interesting that like that, that they were kind of together. It's like the it's the, like the old you know the the old CIA media op meets the new kind of <laughs> the new CIA new liberal, media op. It, you know, it's it's kind of a shame meets, that meets it's like, that it's so obviously like a a kind of a psyop, especially with Greta too, because I kind of I do feel for her um yeah no like she's she's like she like legitimately believes her cause and stuff like she's not a like she is manufactured like in a lot of obvious ways but like that doesn't matter like she's still a legitimate there's, yeah there's still there's still a legitimate student legitimate a, cause yeah. i mean i don't agree with her methods of going on to it and especially how she never i, I don't even think I, her methods, I, I, let me I ask her you, have you has she ever I, brought up china or india whatsoever in terms of uh pollution no but like also like i don't know china you're never gonna listen to listen to her you know but they're never gonna. They're never they're, like. I'm sorry. Like. Oh no, no the government is never gonna listen her. Yeah, she's almost um, like a pressure like, release valve, basically for people who do already have these like feelings. Well, so they can say, "Yeah, like, someone's curve. fighting for me," except they're not getting anything yeah. done. But now but, like, I, can, the I can kind of pretend being... that they are. Yeah. Well, it's also like neoliberals enjoying being flagellated, kind of. Like you are so evil, and you've ruined my future. And be like, and like, yeah, we did, and we're so sorry. It's like the kind of we're so sorry. We're not going to do anything, but here's uh, Greta Thunberg. Yeah, to, to put you could basically she's like a she's like you could put her you could put yourself in her place and pretend that you're yelling at the government, but like in yeah. in the, like the official offices or whatnot. Yeah, but the funny thing, so I actually this is this is kind of going to old Greta, but like her practice is like. It's not well. It's not interesting, but like it's funny that she gets away with it, which kind of proves that she's a media op. And actually, I actually thought of this on the spot when I, I was walking around a, a college campus doing stuff uh, a couple months ago when she was like just burst on the scene. And I got two kids, or like, they were younger. I was, a, you know, I was kind of old towards the end of college, towards the end of college, and they were like freshmen in like communications or whatever. And they walk up to me like, "Hey, can you talk to us about a communications report?" I'm like, you know, sure. I mean, you know, what? Cool. I'm sure I'm gonna say no to them, so I'll be nice. I, had, I was in no rush. And they were asking, like, Greta questions. Like, what do you think of her? And I was like, uh, she's, you know, fine or whatever. I, I had the same – I was kind of – I was – at that point, I was pretty red-pilled on – red-pilled. And they're like, well, what do you think of her school strike? And I'm like, that's a media-manufactured, like, thing. Like, it's popular because it's a day <laughs> off of school. Like, if I could – if I could st- sell kids – like, hey, kids, you want to get off a day off of school – to like advocate for the Holocaust of kittens, they do it. It's a day off of school. Like <laughs> kids, will, kids, will, kids will miss kids will miss school. Like yeah, like, kids, you know, kids like, really don't. I can shit. I can sell I can sell any anything on that. And like also that the teachers the teachers like aren't mad at this. They're cool with it, and the school's cool with it. Yeah, yeah, hard sell. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to the protest. I'm gonna like yeah, yeah. I'm just not going to school. Like that's not like a real thing. You know, a school, a school strike isn't. Isn't a real thing. That's not a like a university strike, maybe where you don't pay like that. Yeah, yeah, because that, then, that then be that's actually like your money going down the drain, possibly. Yeah, like but like not going to public school or even private school, like for a day. That's not a. That's not a bit. Like I said, that's not a. <laughs> you're not raising yeah, consciousness there. You're missing, you're missing. You're missing school. That means it's like that. Basically, means it's a government approved. It means it's a government approved yeah, protest. You, like yeah, the, you have ulterior most bare way. It's a government approved protest. It literally is. Like that's that's such an oxymoron. Yes. But it's not because we live in a, like neoliberalism instead of just pure evil capitalism, 
where neoliberalism is so much more subversive. This you, is like this is. I mean, this is a basically a protest for ulterior motives. I don't even know what. The, I don't even. It's just that it was media backed. I don't even know. Like the motive isn't like some grand conspiracy to like. Oh I mean, no, no! Like I mean, freeze. ulterior motive is like really shallow. Like it's it's a protest yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where the ulterior motive is really shadow. It's because you're lazy and you don't want to go to school. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. That's the motive. Yeah, that, that really is the end goal of Greta Thunberg. It's like, hey, not that much. And it, I don't. It's not. I think against her personally. Her school strike is like. I can understand being a, being well, in a position doing that. She's still pretty. It's she's, like, it's, she's still pretty young. I mean, like she's probably getting like uh, strung around by her parents. Because uh, have you seen? I've seen no, no, pictures but, of like her. Her parents and her like family and such, and man, they, you know, I, I don't want to be too mean, but Greta's really not. She reminds me. Uh, let I'll put it, I guess the the worst way possible. She reminds me of a, a autistic child that I would know like in in middle school. I think that's. I don't know. Some of that's just being Swedish. I think she <laughs> just, is like, that's just being Swedish. <laughs> No, no, but like the kind of like some of the like she does have some weird behavioral mannerisms, but like I'll and allegedly they did talk about her having some kind of Asperger's, or, but but like that's very second. I think that's very minor. I think a lot of that's just like cultural kind of stuff to a degree. Like, uh, oh yeah, no, I'm and like maybe. Her, like like her, her parents being like weird art weirdos is like yeah, they're just, they're just dude. Sweets. I like, do I don't you, know you like, being listen as being a fellow art weirdo. Actually, no, I'm an art chad. Screw that! I'm not even saying yeah, I'm not a weirdo. Yeah. Uh, I uh, I can kind of uh, relate with the uh, the autismo question. Oh, on that one, I don't want to do more art weirdo. I don't want to do too, per- too personal, but this is a good example of like things you can do as a group of a little co- revolutionary cadre. So my guys got together today, uh, and we had a little fight club and beat the absolute snot beat, out of each other. Beat the snot each other? Oh wow! Out 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 of out of each other. You know, just. We did, we did a little fight club. We had gloves on, but you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, you don't want to bloody noses like like every time you do this. I mean, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Maybe, no, that, we, build, maybe we that builds character. Maybe you'll get used to the bloody noses. There's a lot, noses. but there's a lot of like you know submission. Hey, maybe maybe and, your maybe your noses will get fatter from like all the the like blood <laughs> the blood getting clogged. Whatever. So we did that. We did we did we had a good fight. Let's get you know into what we're saying art 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 weirdo stuff, and then. We're like hanging out afterwards, and my boy puts on Fight Club like as a bit. But then we just start watching Fight Club <laughs> after beating each other up. It was the most like cliche like God if I if I could performance art like oh they're they're trying to they're cargo pro- pro- culting masculinity you know it's like yeah I mean yeah wrong, yeah what was what like, was the I mean I, you, God I don't want to go too far into Fight Club but what was the whole bit in Fight Club. <laughs> Like I actually have never seen the movie, but not, but I know all like the the analysis of it from like other people who have the cultural. About it. Yeah, yeah. Everybody talks about Fight Club. I don't know. There's a lot of things you do with Fight Club, and that's like a rabbit hole. I don't. Oof. That's I can do like fifty. That's a whole episode on Fight Club. Easy. It's a whole episode on itself. Yeah. There's the whole like. Well, there's the whole like really hack angle where he's gay, but that's like <laughs> a terrible analysis. The, the I, best I, is like I've never game. heard that bit. I've never heard that one. Oh, dude, that's like the most. Oh, what? So very short form. Chuck Palahniuk, the writer of the original story, is gay. Right, right. But that shouldn't inform criticism of that because he was very clear about like it not being about that, and he like try. So obviously, you can come out. You're a writer, and it's like the current year. He kept his being gay like in the closet longer than. Like, most people would obviously in a situation 
because he didn't want to like damage the perception of the of the book or the story. That's interesting. And like he has some other works. Like he writes a lot about masculinity, which is like a and even though he has you know like the homosexual view of masculinity is like interesting and all that. But like he wrote, he writes things I mean, from like, like, a straight like, perspective. Is this like Mishima tier? No, no. Or, he, or what? Kind of, actually, like I don't know. I, I'm not going to call him the American Mishima like that. Yeah, yeah. You, but, can't, you can't. Well, obviously, but he is Mishima is a little does, too extreme in the in the imperialist side for that. But yeah, but he does pal around with like the kind of masculine nationalistic types occasionally. Uh, oh, semi semi publicly. But uh, but like very much more. But anyway, but he was he doesn't he doesn't want his being gay to and I and I really do re- kind of respect that and like I don't know. There's a lot of like gay stuff you can read in the Fight Club, uh, but like it's like kind of hack to do that. I mean, listen, the, real the way I brain. see it, the way I see it is that like any time that there's a story about men hanging out with each other, there's always some presumption that somebody will make anybody will make that there's like gay stuff going on. So. The her, I'm, the not even, I'm not the even worried about gay suspicion. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I've never heard the word her- yeah, hermeneutics no, before. It's a the kind of system we we kind of yeah live yeah. In is, I, I get what you mean. Yeah, we're kind of we're subject to like I, gay listen, suspicion. I can, but I, can I can read context clues. Oh, can I? Uh, oh, I don't want to. Uh, I'm not going to give you the correct fuck club analysis. I have. The, uh, if you send me money, I will give you the correct the correct <laughs> analysis of Fight Club. <laughs> but yes, we're not doing that now. Change the subject to uh, uh something else. Uh, uh, like well, hard, gonna, hard I pivot. Gonna, I was gonna say r- real quick. I do want to mention that we should do an episode. Uh, besides obvious like socialist theory and and uh, analysis of like you know our our times revolutionary and revolution and yeah, such. Yeah. Uh, I do actually want to get into because I'm 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 basically like the the guy version of an art hoe, except I'm a, I'm a real person <laughs> and uh, I'm not a I'm not a meme. And also, I just I really enjoy art, and I actually wanted to talk about. Uh, I actually want to do like a, a general, a whole episode of it, mostly a whole episode. So, just in general, if people don't, the, the people that don't care about that shit, and don't really like, don't want to hear like a, you know, fucking twenty minute analysis of like, of like how human expression is this and that, because that's literally my bit, like uh, most of the time. Um, and I, I will probably, do, well, I'll probably like try to schedule an episode to, to be just all about that. Um, and also my theory on, uh, on art communism and how we can excel that. Uh, it's not really a theory. It's uh, actually no, pretty yeah. much, it's pretty much been done before kind of, except it mostly failed because like the only, the only people that really did it was like in America in the 1920s and they try to have it's unions like with like, uh, artist unions and such like that, but I, I don't know. I mean, it was like with Roosevelt or who was it again? I can't. I'll have to, I'll have to look over it again. Either way, uh, it would be an interesting subject to talk about, uh, especially since I know that you, you actually you actually play – me and you have a good dynamic when it comes to talking about art as well uh, in general. I actually remember still talking to you about that that one um, video that I, com- I, I won't stop complaining to you about and that one uh, woman's like, d- like dysfunctional-looking bed that she put in a museum. But that, that's a, that's that's a that's a subject for another time because yeah. we actually we actually so, have some other things we wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, I wanted to uh, talk about I don't know. We, we, well, found this, was... we found this Twitter account Brian McDonald, who's a journalist in Russia, who had this like blistering hot liberal. T- I don't even know what this guy's angle is. I think he's just like kind of a journalist. Oh, Obviously, oh, he's got right, some like, right. liberal leanings. 
But uh, he like he breathlessly reported on like uh, I think it was the Russian Interior Minister's meeting. Right, that, right. Uh, the one full of men. Yeah, it's like there's there's not enough diversity at the Russian Interior Summit on like I think it was coronavirus or something like that. It was like this breathless like that's really Russian dissidents used to be so cool. Even though like as I, yeah, as we, the, we have the, the least we do, but like they were tough at the very least. Like they were tough and brutal. But like neoliberal, like basically, if you're advocating for neoliberalism in Russia. You're literally just whining about, like, how many CEOs are trans women. But you're doing it in Russia where, like, that doesn't have any traction, so you're even more pathetic. Yeah, so it's like there's, like, literally – there's, like – you're literally basically complaining to a bunch of Americans of how, like, you don't have something or what. Yeah, it's Russia. Like, there's not enough – yeah, the CEO of Kalashnikov concern is a white man. It's like – Yeah, I mean, my, my – the hilarious – Wow, like, blistering that, analysis I'm guy. Looking, I'm looking at that Twitter um, – that Twitter post right now and like the comments on it are basically like well like like they're just pointing out like the hottest women in there <laughs> yeah because there are se- there are seven women in the picture but it's just a bunch of uniforms it's like a hundred guys in uniform seven of them are ladies yeah yeah but, and, like, and like and like basically all the all the women that are in there are like really hot in general I mean listen you know maybe I have a bias because yeah. they're Russian and I have yeah, I also have a thing bias. for like Russian women in uniform uh but you know, I mean, listen. I can relate to I can relate to these commentators on this on this bit. They're like, yeah. But uh, but I don't know. That's just, I just wanted to. That's a good pivot because like, ah, uh, bro. Oh no. I don't know. I don't want to get too much into be like. It's there's, hard. It's as like a. There's somebody posted this. Somebody posted this meme. You know the Drake meme where he's he says no to this and yeah to that. There's there's one yeah, yeah. where he's saying no and it's. It's it's the blacked meme with the with the white girl of like five black dudes, and then and then he's saying yes to that picture of like a bunch of men in suits with with one oh, uh, like, one like, woman in a pink uh, uniform. This is yeah yeah I don't care. oh and and of course then the post the poster is yeah, because of the implication yeah I, I couldn't I couldn't not I mention want, that that's the one I don't know I know you're not, you're not wrong and like you, there's no way to fight it. I feel a lot of the times like the, the uber traditionalists like aren't wrong in that like uh, a super liberated like sexual culture is like can be anti-revolutionary, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, well, uh, there's actually like, like how uh, in like an an artist like an artistberg bit about this where uh, basically like the perverseness and like oversexualization of everything completely loses the artist's energy into his into his work into his his uh, his pieces. So basically, like an artist would th- this like there's a qu- quote I can't remember who it was exactly. He would say like, well, he would you know go down with his wife and uh, they would, you know, get down that night. They would they would they would do stuff and then he says, well, there goes another novel as uh, as as he as he coomed. Hey, go down. <laughs> I think I think there's some I think yeah. there's something to that though. I'm not I'm not that extreme. When yeah, that is a Russian. That? I think I remember. I remember that, I know that quote. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, and I agree. Like, you can't do anything about it. It's one of the problems. Well, like a lot of the kind of the, I guess you call them the tools of neoliberalism. Like, it's a like. Also, I don't want to get too like big brain and say like this is a new thing, but like, I don't know. Like sexual liberation and like Marxism from like their earliest days have been kind of tied up together. It's kind of like not a hidden, not hidden history, but like early on, like say the kind of the Civil War, post Civil War era when Marx. Marx's work had just come over to the United States. It was tied up with some like the, there's a big thing called the free love movement, which is like which was very, uh, you know, 
out out of place at the time when people have it of that of the Civil War period. But there's like the free love uh, part, part, like we're had a more political movement that were full like 1960s free love. No, or? 1860s. Like where so like when Marx came over here, so the free the free love was like a, a political movement and like a cultural movement. It was like it was like pretty small, but not not. They had some influence, and they were actually part of the Republican Party's like coalition that elected Lincoln because they were like very, they were kind of very liberal. Really, part of the Republican Party. Well, yeah, but like the Lincoln the Lincoln Republican Party, right? Because they were like all about oh okay, they were okay. anti-slavery. I think yeah, for uh, you know I guess obvious reasons, but they've been like Marxism has always been tied up into like this kind of weird free love stuff. Although I would point out, like in the most revolutionary periods of Marxism, it wasn't like the most successful, and also like one of the way this is like this is also another like kind of known. That's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, but it's also another known psyop at the CIA. Kind of like we all remember that Jackson Pollock was a CIA kind of op to make him look more important and as like more avant-garde in the Soviet Union. But there was like a pretty like LSD and like free love, like turning the turning the Vietnam War movement or anti-war movement into like this kind of sex and drugs thing instead of like a tear it down fight thing. That was like a CIA op. That was a bit. That was intentional. Well, it's. It's so funny to me. It's it seems like a weird mix in the first place. I mean, like proletariats in general are hardworking people, kind of people that work with their hands. You know, they're down and dirty and such. And yeah, I mean, you know, I guess there's there's an aspect of it, like in, especially in American culture, where like they're they're the perverse going to strip clubs and whatnot. But not always. I I don't think that's yeah. always. I think that's kind of an over exaggeration of the bit. Yeah. Um. But then, like, mixing that with, like, the kind of hippie sort of free love, like, we're going to go into the woods with my van and smoke weed all day. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just – Well, it also, like, turned, also turned, it turned it from, like, Marxism. It to me at all. Well, it turned it, it turned from, like, Marxism, which is, like, dignity, the dignity of work and the dignity of the laborer to, like, what if we didn't even work, bro? <laughs> what, if, what if we just were kind of parasitic on capitalism? Fuck. Which is, like, hey, not a bad bit. Like, you can be a – if you're going to be a parasite on capitalism, I don't actually blame you. But like as a yeah, that's as a actually, mov- yeah, that's not too bad. As a movement ethos, that's not a good bit. Like as a revolutionary, that's not a good, you know. Like I don't begrudge you like doing like welfare fraud or whatever. Yeah, but. like okay, I would put it. I would put it this way, man. It's like okay, you're sucking capital out of the capitalist system into the void. But if you're a real revolutionary, you know, you're going to be sucking that. You're going to be uh, taking that capital and putting it into our stock. For the revolution, yeah. Uh, but I, rather than having it just like get wasted out into uh, doing yeah. drugs and having but, sex all day, but to get very, it just ties up very neatly with what I'm trying to do with the show and being set a tone for kind of a Zoomer uh, revolutionary politics is that so like the millennial left uh, more so than its predecessors, and it's pretty they're pretty open open about this. I don't think I'm saying anything revolutionary here, but as like a warning, they are paralyzed by sexual liberation, like absolutely like. They all aren't fucking, or they are fucking, or they're, you know, they're bogged down in like the kind of politics of sex, and even like pronouns became like like a stand-in for other things. Obviously, like as a like as a way of like controlling. I mean, it it went into like how many fashions of of um, sexualities can we? But I know, I mean, that's not well. Yeah, that's part of the liberation, right? But like, but you know, just the way they act around each other is like stilted and kind of. It's. I think it's just. I think it's hyper-focused. Yeah, right? it's hypersexualized, right? It's, it's what it it's like is. Came back, it was so liberated, it came back around to this kind of very f- weird formalized thing where it's – but it's like, it's like how Victorians are focused on like dignity and honor in a kind of Victorian way and like family nobility. They're focused on like being sexually liberated correctly 
it's like kind of universe. It's like it's a weirdly came back around to the. You, you have to be sexually liber- sexually liberated in a specific way only we can say. Yeah, but like, and they fight over that, and it's used to like purge or you know. But like, anyway, the point is, I'm saying is like we need to be on guard for that, like because like sexual liberation is like here to like fighting that is like a losing battle to a lot, in a lot of ways. Uh, I think that's one of like there's really no good practice against the sexual revolution, and even if we could do it, it'd be a waste of effort. Maybe we shouldn't even do it. But you have to, like, kind of just take it as a given and operate in the system of it and not try to, like, just, like, recognize when it's knocking you down. And, uh, so... Yeah, I mean, I I know I say this a lot, but, you know, if if something is, like, a literal distraction to where people are not focusing on the important aspects of uh, becoming revolutionaries or, you know, uh, leading the way to a, a real revolution, then it, there's a problem. Yeah, like I understand, like wanting to be respected. Would you agree? Yeah, obviously, right. But usually, I don't, I don't, I don't want to hate on the DSA, but like you can see, like in the way they, even with it publicly present, it's very like we don't want to step on anybody's toe. Like the first, the first thing is like make sure nobody's internally offended, make sure no one's externally offended, make sure they're like no, no toes are stepped on, we covered her base. You know, they do every little invocation, Dude, and then they that, do their thing, right? Isn't that what cons- isn't that what conservatives do basically? Especially when they have protests, like weren't we talking about this last episode? Oh, oh no, no, we're gonna pick up all the trash. We're not, we're not gonna, you know, cause any commotion. Kind of, yeah, it's a similar thing, I guess. But yeah, yeah, there's the yeah, so, in, in a way, yeah, you have to have a, you have to have a clear vision, right? And I think that's what kind of clouds the clouds the clear vision. Look, as Bane, as Bane says, the famous communist revolutionary, that comes later. <laughs> all that stuff comes. Revolution first. Ideal sexual systems come later. <laughs> Based. Uh, yeah. Also, I want to talk about speaking of, speaking of like CIA ops. Is uh, have you ever heard of Operation Gladio? Uh, I was wondering when you'd bring. That so up. I've uh, no, I have not. So I've been on my bullshit. Uh, going. Deep. I have never heard of this Operation Gladio before in my life. And uh, before this moment, yeah. Could you please explain to me, uh, yeah, Commissar Lewis? So, so Piotr, uh, uh, there is a so there was in the of the Cold War. Uh, something called to so the fear of the Cold War was that there's a big conventional breakout by the you know Warsaw Pact forces that had conventional superiority, and they would convention with conventional forces by weight of tanks and planes and helicopters and artillery, they would steamroll over Europe or parts of Europe before NATO could respond or fast enough, right? So, mm, all right, right. So going back to World War II, the Brits had the same fear that the Germans would come in, right? Because no one. Like losing your whole country was kind of unheard of in World War One. Like your your whole country being overrun just didn't happen. Uh, but in World War Two, it happened to a bunch of people, right? So the Brits were like thinking they were next. So they started to build the Home Guard, which was a, a stay behind unit. Basically, they were planning to be planning to be partisans, right? Planning to be guerrillas. Oh, really? Uh, so they were pre they were pre arranging partisan units and arms, and it was very actually like very cool. It's like, interesting to see how a, mod, a modern like state and economy plans to be destroyed and then leave what it leaves behind. And there's some really cool stuff that's like continental. Like, so because they were like handing out guns to people, right. Who would be sworn in secrecy. They only use them. If the Nazis came, they had to like all the town like sheriff or the constable, they call it over there. He had to know who was in the home guard. Right. He had to know. So he could, you know, pick up the guns at the end of the war. He could, if somebody used a gun in a crime because they were given a gun for the program, oh right, right, he cause... would know like what gun, what gun they had because you know you have to a state doesn't want to hand out machine guns to people right and some machine guns and sniper rifles it's obviously a recipe for disaster. 
Um, especially for us, you know, very unpopular. Like also, the British government was unpopular. Uh, Doesn't right? sound like. like... Deep... Ooh, really? But uh, uh, well, like, not like in a revolutionary sense so much, but like, well, there's a little bit of that. But it was I'm more of like people didn't really want to be at Chir- war. Churchill. Churchill was unpopular. Uh, like for for a lot of number of reasons, pre-war, post-war, and during the war. Uh, but. So was he was he ever popular? Only in, only in the United States, only in America, really. He was, George Church was only popular in America, but anyway. So the constable would have this list. That's interesting. I actually never knew that. So the constable would have this list, and part of the bit was the head of the guerrilla guerrilla unit, and the constable had to have an agreement that as soon as the Germans landed or took over or the front if they're the north north of the country if the if the front line passed their city or whatever or was close, the constable had to report to the head of the guerrilla unit to be shot in the head or commit suicide. Because he had the list of guys, so the because the, the constable got captured. Wait, 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 oh. wait. Say, this. I'm sorry. Say that again. So the const the constable has the, the constable of the head the head like sheriff or constable of the area has the list of people in the in, in their and their guns in this stay behind unit in War Two in Britain. Right. So if the Germans ever land in Britain, if they're in the south, or if the front line in the like if they're in the north, the front line passes passes them up, and their town is captured. The first thing that the constable has to do. Is report to the head of the guerrilla, you know, the guerrilla guerrilla unit, or the stay behind unit, and kill himself or be killed by them. So he's can't, you know, compromise them. Uh, which is like kind of, jeez, yeah, it's pretty cool and stoic and like badass in a lot of That's ways. A, yeah, I don't, I don't know, a little for, a forced suicide, but what? what, well, he, what the fuck yes, well, he, well, he, the guerrilla leader has to know he didn't just disappear, right? So like the really unit, oh man. you know he has to be confirmed to be couldn't dead. He, couldn't he join the? Couldn't he join well, the guerrilla? Unit? Well, it's like being the, the sheriff or the mayor of an area. They know people know who you are. Like you're, it's a publicly available. It's a it's an elected office, you know, ah. or a public office. Even if it's not like it's appointed, you know. So like, people know who it is. It's you know, it's like being the you know the sheriff of an American town or something like that. Um. So he has to be. Dude, I would. I wouldn't. I'm sorry. I wouldn't really want to be the <laughs> the guy. But you know, anyway, it's not. It's not. So it's kind of like. I mean, it's, it's, I, I guess, I guess, I guess it's a little anti-stoic, but I, I don't know. That just doesn't seem like worthwhile to me. Anyway, but anyway, the point. That's just that's just how they they have this cool kind of very badass concept and unit. It was never tried. Obviously, the British Isles were never invaded uh, in World War II. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They obviously could never do that. Um, and maybe they would have worked. It wouldn't have worked. But who knows? Anyway, so after in the during the Cold War, Operation Gladio. Uh, was the CIA and lo- local intelligence services setting up basically a bunch of these everywhere, and uh, wh- like in other countries, in all all of West free like the I guess free world Europe or whatever you call it, non basically non Warsaw Pact, but even like some neutral countries did it too because it was CIA. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, so it's called Operation Gladio in uh, in Italy after like the Gladius, the short sword. Uh, and it was called other things, other countries, but Gladio was like a catch-all term because it was exposed in Italy after the Cold War ended. That's when it was first exposed. But they basically went around to all these uh, – basically, like, they had to recruit people into these stay-behind units, right? And they recruited most – they had to get people who were really willing to do it, right? Because most people don't really give a shit uh, if their country gets invaded. There's – it's like – it's Europe, right? And you get a new king. Whatever, you know? Maybe you'll do any – Yeah, of- yeah. I mean – I mean, they're going to get taken over by the what, yeah. the Soviet Union. They also collaborate by Sony, Soviet Union operatives. Or like, if you're an, if you're a West German and like the East Germans come for you, it's like cool. Like you know, they're it's not going to be the world, you know. Uh, and also like you know, 
your European collaborators are stories all this time. Um, but anyway, so that like, but they want to guarantee a hardcore response. So a lot of military vets were war too. It, a lot of like hardcore like fascist member party members were recruited for this thing. So basically, the CIA recruited the European far right into these like deniable military cells, right? Guerrilla cells, yeah, yeah, basically. in case of an invasion. That's, wow, okay, yeah, and it's like one of the kind of cool actual secret secret agency parts of the Cold War. And they were all over it, like even <laughs> Switzerland, like neutral, otherwise neutral countries. Uh, and when it was exposed, all this like, weird Cold War stuff. It was exposed in like, the mid '90s, and then like really weird Cold War like stuff kicked in. Like I think a lot of like people who leaked like that they were part of it or knew about it to the press like woke up dead with like army issued bayonets in them. I think I was, two, like very like obvious like two shots to the back of the head, suicide. Yeah, yeah very like when the CIA wants you to, or the CIA or the local 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 spooks like want you to know that they did it. You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> But anyway, so it was exposed in Italy, and allegedly, Italy had a lot of instability in the 70s and 80s. A lot of, like, political assassinations and mafia stuff, and a lot of just broad political instability and some street fighting. That's you know, Italian Damn, I thought all the I thought all, I thought the, all the mafia stuff got exported to America. Hey, no, it's, it's always been around. We, we saw, you've seen, I, guess, I guess home... I guess, you've seen Godfather. I guess home base is Sicily. Yeah, you've seen Godfather. They're still around. Uh, a a little you bit. Seen, I actually oof. never really fully No, seen. cringe. I've watched bits and pieces of it, man. Whatever. Anyway, part of it is in Sicily. Anyway, the first one. So, in Italy, allegedly... So, the CIA denies this, but they totally did it. The rightists, apparently the rightists, like, political parties were using these, the Gladio guys for, like, political hits and shit. And, uh, obviously, like... Poli- really? Yeah, allegedly. Right? The CIA denies this, but whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah it's like uh-huh sure yeah all right yeah we that's gave, believable we gave these far-right guys guns and then the center-right party's enemies started dying it's like oh yeah <laughs> it's like totally nothing nothing no no cor- no correlation i swear yeah and the, and the cia was like oh this is actually one of the funniest parts in, in they had a west germany obviously and west germans are being what they are a lot of them were fat like nazis and stuff and they had one unit led by it was like a unit of like a three man unit, and the leader was according to CIA reports and uh, and I quote unreconstructed Nazi uh, in nineteen like fifty three. Wait, 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 what? Yeah, so they had this like Nazi in charge of it, and this and they disbanded the unit in like fifty five or fifty three, fifty four like, as a oh well, I guess we can't have a we can't let a Nazi guy have this unit, so we they disbanded that one. It was a small little cell, but like so a if, if there's one, here's a bunch of them. But you say like, hey, did you know, use ex Nazis as a go as like. Stay behind units, and the CIA is like, "Oh no, no, we did, but we just we we just we we just banned all the Nazi ones." It's like, no, you didn't. <laughs> a, like, no, you didn't. And B, like, yeah, a, it's uh-huh. it, it's hilarious for like a, a number, you know, a number of reasons. Uh, but anyway, the CIA. I think the CIA. Like, I would love it. Like, two, like a hundred years from now or something, we just get like a profile of all the stuff that CIA has done, including now. Maybe. I mean, do they? I'm, they still you like think they the, do to, stuff now. To like, this, yeah, obviously, like to this day, they, they deny Gladio was a. They do not. They don't say oh, Gladio yeah, didn't like, exist. But they deny they ever did anything. But anyway, what we're going is, is yeah, that, is that yeah. like, it's like we had this operation, but nothing happened. So, uh, capital, nothing. Yeah, no, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but it's like, what, what I was going to say is like, so a the CIA claims they disbanded all these units, and I believe that they, I literally, I do believe, that, hey, all the places they got caught, they totally did, like they probably did do this, right? They stopped backing them or whatever. They took their guns back. Oh, they stopped getting the money. But and I believe, I, I mean, they, yeah, they got caught, right? So they stopped doing it. They're not retarded. I really do believe that, like, a large portion of, like, the like the far right is 
weaponized, like, not to say that they don't exist, but, like, in a lot of ways, they're, like, weaponized. Like, a lot of the groups in the, like, far-right groups do a lot of stupid things. A lot of, like, the the fighting of leftist groups is, like, dumb, right? And I, I, and I don't believe all the, for all the Gladio guys, but I didn't know they were part of Gladio, right? There I thought, oh, I'm in, like, the the monarchist, the traditionalist uh, Italian party, whatever, you know, some far-right outfit. I'm just, I'm just, we all, we have these guns and explosives for that stuff. And like a couple guys know they're in Gladio. I, I guarantee you, like there are American like rightist groups where there's a couple guys towards the top who are like, they're like CIA or FBI, like, you know, some, some kind of intelligence agency that kind of directs them into a lot of pointlessness because I was, and the reason I kind of came to this and I've, I've had this like idea for a while that Gladio, well, CIA programs never stopped, right? MK Ultra never stopped. All these, you know, we talked about something like, like MK Ultra, all these other programs. Uh, the, the what was it, Mockingbird, where they used like CIA agents, agents in the media. Like these never stopped. But what brought to me is I saw this tweet, which is like, uh, I know it's a tweet. You ever heard of a guy named Tony Hovader? That's how that name ring a bell. Uh, Tony Hovader? No, I've never heard of him. So he, you've heard of like the Traditionalist Workers Party, Matt Heimbach, and then they were like at Seville, or they were like, they were they're just kind of, kind of a Nazi outfit. <laughs> Um, okay, I remember. Alt right, they were like they were like they were like the uh, they were like the white trash alt right guys. They didn't wear suits. That's kind of... <laughs> the, the 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 little stalt like German helmets. Stalt yeah, the pl- pl- yeah, plastic variant, the plastic style helmet outfit, right? So Heimbach but wasn't there signal? Wasn't there signs like some sort of pitchfork? I don't know. There's I don't actually don't know. They might be like Antifa, like the pitchfork. That's ironic. No, no, I I remember seeing a pitchfork in that in that Seville like. Um, what, what do you call streams and pictures? Know, yeah, yeah, pictures. video. Anyway, so Tony Hovater was like a the good optics one of those guys. Like he was, he was pro. He was he got famous. He was profiled in the New York Times. Like they like they had like what's uh, it was before it was before South Carolina or any of the most of the bad stuff. And like the New York Times did an op ed called like the Nazi Next Door, where they like sent like, a reporter to live with him for like two months and like talk about his life. And he was just like a regular, regular he's kind of just a regular guy, right? That was kind of his bit. They found like the most regular, the most regular. Oh, this 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 Tony Hovader guy. Yeah, he, he was, was like, like he was like, like oh, I'm a normal dude. Yeah, like that was his bit. Like they like we found they found like the most the these traditional work party found the most normal Nottisburg guy. Like, are right, you the most like socially acceptable, well spoken guy? I guess like you know. <laughs> uh, and he got like he did get docs because obviously he got fired from his job or whatever. But so CWP fell apart after some right wing hilarity that we don't want to get we need to get into. Uh, but you know, very incest or alcoholism and trailer park shit. Oh, but, uh, no! Oh, that's what you meant by white trash. Yeah, but we don't need to deal with that. But Hovater is like now just—he's just a guy. He's still like an all right guy. But he's just like a independent. He's not in this like weird structure that's probably subverted that would like go to random places and fight. Like you know, that would like basically do nothing and just kind of. So now, like independent of that kind of weird structure, he still has a Twitter account or so- somehow. And he he had this tweet that was I don't I don't know he's like mocking he's like anti-Trump or he's like whatever kind of like us right I'm not a conservative or a Democrat I have a I have a medical critique of the system which is like, yeah whatever like it's not that hard it's a bad system no nope, we don't get points for like not being a Republican or Democrat you know but anyway so he had this tweet about unions he goes uh, I don't need no union this is a re- this is a non-union shop I'm a real man a real man that allows his employer to fire him for any reason even better I don't have the option to fight it. I get fucked by my bosses who make several times my income off my labor. Take that, Obama. So he's doing big leftist. He like this is probably I don't I believe he's sincere. He's doing this kind of leftist like this leftist rat like rhetoric, right? 
That's like that's that's like us making fun of boomers. Yeah, that's him making fun of boomers like too. Boomer, he's he's uh, making he's making fun of boomers too, obviously, right? He's doing the same kind of similar bit we're doing, right? And I think he's like coming towards the like without this kind of weird like controlled right wing apparatus around him. Like that is like that the traditional workers' party or whatever that imploded because either the CIA or the intelligence stopped stopped funding it or backing it or whatever or running cover for it in the media. Like for instance, like one of the weird things that like the TWP is that. They covered him in a very in Hovader himself, like very kind of favorably, but like not like they cover Nazis, you know. They covered him like eh, turns out he's a regular guy. That that's interesting. That's interesting. Which like implies that almost, that almost would give you suspicion, right? Yeah, well, like he had like some kind of intelligence service aid, right? But outside of that structure, or maybe maybe because the money from that structure like ran out or it fell apart independently, because right wing groups do that. All groups, I mean, our group did it too. Oof, that's not let's not get our high horse our high horse had like group longevity in the left. But so outside of that, he's making his own conclusions, which are, I'm sure, based in his own like worldview, but are very leftist. Where like you don't see large right right wing groups do that kind of thing. Like, obviously, we kind of follow the right wing, the far right, as a bit. Like you'll see, like I mean, I guess like in the gun department. No, but they'll, I they swear they, to God, I don't know. They're not going to ever be pro union, you know. Like you'll never see like right wing unionists, even like among like the suit and tie Nazis. You ever heard, you don't hear like pro union stuff. You know, you don't hear like wait uh, they don't wait they don't yeah you don't really hear pro union stuff from them and you think that's like an obvious gimme because of like I mean yeah but like obviously you could like pro union like it's such an easy position to take in the United States like I don't know like even if you like were totally yeah I mean like you have to be some like super you have to some be some super free market capitalist libertarian to your per, like like no 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 identity no nothing sort of like oh yeah I'm I'm against unions basically. But yeah. they'll never say that, though. They'll usually like never outright say I'm against unions. Yeah, but uh, so I they, but, just they just won't. But I think that's very. I, just, I think it's interesting. I just want, well, I just want people to be aware of Gladio in that, like all CIA programs, it's probably still running under a different name and different, you know, different. Maybe it's even like an FBI thing now, right? They do it locally. But uh oh, is this is this like uh, is this a hidden Fed spotting? Uh, no, like, yeah, or just like hey, maybe like you can spot maybe spot Fed, all, all all everything revolutionary is Fed spotting, obviously. Watch. But take, like, take your binoculars out and, and watch out for these guys. But yeah, so like, also like, watch out for Gladio guys. Uh, for one, like obviously, if this if the right group seems like I was nothing to do about it for particular, but if they seem like too well equipped and well organized, you know, or they seem like they're having to get, getting media backing that they obviously shouldn't, or like, what's the what's the angle here, right? Um, and also you like maybe they're like maybe they're not individually like you know, they'll, they'll 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 come our way, you know, independently of like maybe I don't know. Of, like, a bad structure. I, I well, think... But that's more of a thing, like... It's not I mean, I can only hope that, like, more and more people come towards uh, our conclusions. Uh, I, I, my my conclusion, though, when it comes to... Any, any people really... Pro- like, basically, if a large media apparatus advocates or, or promotes or, or even positively views a certain group or, or people, uh, I, I really don't trust them. Yeah, that's I, just, I don't. I that's don't, just that's just being good American. Like good American is next, right? Yeah, yeah. Or I'm, I'm good, really growing. Good, into like post boomer America. That's just like I guess. Listen, I live. I lived here for more than 15 years. I mean, I've even started like, um, I've even started stealing my friends' like southern accents. <laughs> yeah. Every now and then, like I start, I start sounding, uh, I start sounding like a southerner. Yeah, but I don't know. Also, like I don't know. I, I'm not gonna say like Tony Hilvater's coming to our side, but like I'll be honest with you, like. If you're like a that kind of alt right type, if you get into like Maoist white ethno communism, like okay, like I, I can live with that. 
Like that, that makes ideological sense, right? <laughs> that's that's like a really esoteric bit. <laughs> no, but like I no, they're not actually gonna do that. But like I am pretty much okay with like that would just be that, that. would just be fun. I mean, to me, that would just be funny. I mean, you kind of like, you like kind of snookered me into like not that I care, but like yeah, sure, like you're approving of like your bit. But if you're doing like, I mean, listen, I guess if I'm gonna back like Irish Republican nationalism over there, right? Where they're like, you know, the IRA is like doing a kind of a weird ethno Irish communism. I'm like okay with like, I guess doing it for the whites. I get like, I guess in the in the, in the interest of consistency, uh, if you're not hurting nobody else, you can advocate for your like a white communist state as much as you can for a you know Irish communist state or a anything else communist state. I mean, listen, be, if you're if you're if you're helping me finding a bunch of like maybe uh, don't. Uh, Pigs I'm actually not capitalists. Uh, I, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get along with you. No, but um, for optics, for, for like, I did, I'm gonna disavow, disavow that. Like, because the FBI is probably all up these guys' ass. If you're like an actual, oh god, like if you're like, if there was a white ethno, dude, I can think of no more infiltrated group. If you start like a white ethno communist <laughs> group, it's just like FBI agents, right? Like, it's like they, they get they can oppress like yeah. communists and like I mean like I mean what when when it's if, if you go to a KKK barbecue, it's just like a. It's just a police union at barbecue, right? Like, it's, it's just a police union. <laughs> it's just a police, just a policeman's yeah. union, yeah, like barbecue or FBI agents union or whatever barbecue. And I'm sure, dude, like <laughs> the KK communists to be the same way. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, so I'm not. Don't hang out with those guys. I like this. Don't hang out with those guys, but. I mean, we're. I mean, th- you know, this is this is the first I'm really hearing of this uh, Gladio thing. I'm never, I'm never. I I knew I you know I always know that the CIA is up to kind of something, kind of doing a little, little stuff, a little weird. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I mean, I've I've always heard of the Banana Republic revolutions and whatnot. Yeah. I will say, like, um, it is interesting. That- I actually had a real. I actually had a really cool uh, early high school history teacher, who went super hard against like American imperialism during the 1960s and 70s and such right. yeah. and he was he was yeah. pretty he was pretty he was pretty great it it actually made me like because i i always was super bored with history when it came to american revolution the civil war world war Two, yada yeah. yada and i was like oh, okay yeah that's the same tired bit played over and over again uh but then he he really opened my eyes for that yeah. sort of thing well the other, other fun which actually yeah, made me look into things a little more harder but also got I mean it's a little I don't know I, I find it a little scary like I mean how many how many hands or, or tentacles are the, is the CIA really really has its it's you know they're in yeah oh that's a that's a great segue but I have one more point on this thing about CIA tentacles uh <laughs> but so I, I I'm kind of like I'm, th- I'm thinking of this like live I don't know if this is like a formed thought that I came into the show with but like you can apply this Tony Hovater phenomenon to like the broader alt-right or far-right, whatever you want to call them. The media was, like, weird, bizarrely easy on them for a long time. Like, the Richard Spencer on, like, Good Morning America, like, get interviewed with, like, Charles Barkley, like, all kind of weird, like, like, very bizarre, like, media softballs for these types, right? And, uh, as soon as, like, the media, like, turned on them, like, I guess, like, they had fulfilled their, done their bit, they had gotten Trump elected or whatever, or they had, whatever, whatever, like, I don't know, I, the narrative is, like, this is not a complete narrative, but, like, the media turned on like the alt right in a big way, uh, post Charlottesville and a little bit after, and then yeah, I I saw and, the biggest stuff during during and after Seville. Yeah, but then they really like took a like their rhetoric took a kind of a left wing turn after that. Like so, like the kind of 
the CIA or whatever intelligence had kind of like they were softballing these guys. They were all like, "Oh, we're we're like we used to be libertarian. We're libertarian. To alt right pipeline was a big meme. They're pushing like, oh, we used to be libertarians, some or paleo conservatives, and now we're now we're doing this thing. It's like anti-Semitic, but also dignified. Whatever. Like they were doing their bit, and then they got tur- they, they were like the media turned on them right at a certain point, and maybe the CIA pulled funding or someone said can't do that anymore or you know whatever happened behind the scenes happened and they don't get that kind of favorable kind of softball coverage anymore they did like broadly turn against capitalism or at the very least turn against materialism in a lot of ways like you see some i mean didn't we just... uh, I, I do kind of follow the fall the far right and you see the rhetoric being more being more anti-capitalist anti-consumerist i mean funny funnily enough didn't we talk about that uh cajun nationalist yeah 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 that, that's probably a uh, part of this right ago? although i think that oh so that guy seems more legitimate though no, but yeah, he's also because he's not like tied to any real, you know. CIA yeah, I, I don't know the date of that organization. tweet thread. I have an old tweet thread that I was shown by some because somebody showed, sent me that tweet thread. That might I don't know that fits into my narrative what, what the date on that was, but it probably 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 was after the kind of turn or the far right kind of became a, a because they're not that they're like a full communist anymore. They're not that they're doing Bolshevik rallies now, but there's like a different turn in their rhetoric that's more. You get things like uh, after the turn, you got think weirdo stuff. Like I got more weirdo stuff, right? You got instead of like being racist libertarians, now they're like eco fascists, right? Uh, it's like, like stuff like that, <laughs> like things that are like not <laughs> eco eco fascist. Yeah, it's, it's like environmentalist fascist, which is like okay, well that's an interest. That's like not a that's not like the libertarian but racist bit, right? Like that's an actual. Like, there's a I think there's, there's a <laughs> what is it? What's the uh, joke? I, I What's guess, the line from? I guess it's a... Big Lebowski, uh, say what you will about this it. is a goal. In at least, there. at least it's an ethos. I guess that's what that's a line. Uh, at least it's an ethos. Like there's like more development there, and there there's, there was a lot of leftism came out of that too. Uh, or not left, you know, you know what I mean. Like left leftist rhetoric, worker worker pro worker stuff, and it's like pro white. Hold on a bit. Are they stealing our bits? Yes, I mean, I mean, they're, they're everybody's bits, right? Like you can make like this. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's our stuff, right? Obviously, but like when the system is so like nakedly anti-worker any kind of metapolitical commentary i mean that's outside the two parties is gonna end up being pro-worker right it would take some bizarre money or backing from the capital right to not be that way which may point to the well also i think they've gotten smaller too recently so that points to the far right being like the current far right's more legitimate than like the alt-right whatever you want to call i mean Whatever. You know, I I have a I have a general um Probably, wait, we're maybe maybe it's just my own maybe it's just my own personal feelings about this uh but I've always had a sort of idea that there there's a sort of subconsciousness to the you know the people in the world in general that allows them to move sort of in a similar direction with each other and I know this this like sounds really spirit sciencey bullshit sort of thing but. You know, give me give me a minute here, and I'll explain what I mean by that. I generally mean like with with the socialist revolutionary stuff. I feel as if there's a lot of people that got on the same boat around the same time, or rather, or rather, they started going towards it in a in a fashion that. How would I explain this? All right, scratch it. Just just go for whatever you're. Uh, I don't know. I was going to say we're pretty too far deep into this analysis, like the alt rights leftism. But cause that's not like that's a current day issue. Well, I'm wondering what the hell exactly our side is doing because I don't ever really hear of any like it's it's like every single day that 
you know, as the election politics go on and the, the major leftist figures, uh, you know, do their talks and stuff. It's like, you know, like I was talking to my brother actually earlier today, uh, just generally about politics because we we always do this. Uh, I mean, we argue a, a hell of a lot, but they they're so they're so libertarian in their mindset. They're so like, you know, I'm the only one that matters. And that's that's like who cares about what's going on in the country? Nothing matters, even though even though they still have priors of such where like like you, my brother's trying to describe to me like oh it wouldn't it be so much better if we had like an ai director leader or whatever like this sort of bullshit because like i was trying wait what you cut you cut out oh, again. Uh, comrade cortana now the joke's not funny <laughs> i okay i found it funny <clears throat> well anyway he was he was giving he was giving me this little spiel about it because I mentioned like okay to to me communism would have been a hell of a lot better if it was essentially essentially if it had a if an actually good leader like a really really good leader a humble leader that re- that honestly came out more from the proletariat side rather than um the kind of era. well I I don't even I don't even sp- you can call it like the Politburo yeah, arist- yeah, from the, arist- the Politburo aristocracy like the Politburo aristocracy which like exi- existed right. Yeah, I mean, Lenin wasn't really... No, no, like, I, I mean, he was, like, a, essentially a journalist. But no, like, I would say Lenin is... He did, Lenin a, lot, is, he did a lot of writing. Lenin and Stalin are probably the most, to their credit, like, the most working working class types, right? But, like, later later leaders were very much, like, pulled from high-up bureaucracy, right? So they weren't... I mean, right, they, they, right. Like, if you work at a... If you were the manager of a department in the Soviet government for 40 years, are you really a worker anymore? Your management. Part of the game, you're essentially you know? you're 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 getting into white collar territory there. Absolutely, bro. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, my certain my bit with him was that like you know I wish we had this sort of thing. We had a we had a real leader in general that would that would push for more you know real extreme policies because I swear to God you know I mean you know I hear I hear stuff from Bernie Sanders. I'm on Twitter and such now. Um, you know, I and I see his his little bits and he, the stuff that he talks about, and every time I just it feels so lame to me. It's like, yeah, this is better, I guess, than like Warren or uh, uh, you know, Mister <laughs> Mister Big Capital Bloomberg. But at the same time, like, I just like, oh man, why can't like why can't you actually say something that would make me that would make me and like you know even you will go like, yeah, yeah, that's what I want. I do that. Sort of I, I do that for Medicare for health, free healthcare. But <laughs> yeah, just talk. Oh God. Um. Oh, oh geez, I really want that free health care. I do though. Like I do. Uh, I'm not. I gotta get it. Like I want very to win. I'm just black. I mean, so. listen. I mean, listen. You know, I, I want it too. Like I, I wouldn't mind that. You want you want but, you want the black. I mean, want, I'm not really struggling too much with health. We had a black black player there. If Bernie does get in, and, and what, what? if Bernie does win, they're gonna do to Bernie what they did to Trump. Want, they're gonna do what they did to Trump, right? Where he comes in with all this like yeah, all this kind of like kind of. Trump came with like alt right, far right energy behind him, right? Like obviously, and they just like, yeah. and he left like a tax. He left like some like very like kind of center right like BS like a tax cut and like moved to the embassy in Israel to Jerusalem. Like <laughs> they never, they never got their wall. <laughs> yeah, which is like yeah, and like they never got deportations of any kind. They never, they didn't even get, they didn't really get good tariffs. Like they got, they didn't really like. They're probably all, nope. They're talking about hey, even even the pro, even and the saddest part, even the pro worker stuff was not. Oh, even, absolutely, absolutely, uh, dude, absolutely uh, happened to. What do you mean? That. I, I, but like, I can see that coming, right? Like, oh, they're not going to do protectionist tariffs. Like, oh, just like the auto industry is going to be. Nope. Uh, 
No? Okay. Yeah, like, obviously. You can nope. see these coming. These you can see a lot of that stuff coming from a mile away. But I feel like I mean, the Bernie's going to be the same thing. You're not even blackpilling me because I already knew that. But, like, I already, I, what, I I mean, what I mean is that like so that. so hard. Like, you know, like Paul Ryan, or, yeah, was it Paul Ryan? One of the, one of those GOP, but he was like, like he was the, he ran the Senate for the Congress for Trump, and he, like, was a dirtbag, right? He didn't do nothing. He just, like, did the tax cut and stalled and everything else, or promised Trump he was doing all the stuff that he wasn't doing or whatever. Like, Bernie's gonna, Bernie still has, like, a center-left establishment, like, Pelosi run, or Pelosi's surrogate run, uh, House of Representatives, right? So they're gonna pass, like, a bunch of bullshit, right? Like, it's the same thing that happened with, like, Obama, Obama was a center-left always, but, like, Obamacare was, like, not a, did not fix healthcare, like, in the slightest. Right? Like, the whole bit, remember when Obama was running for national healthcare, it was like, it shouldn't cost you, you know, a million dollars to go to the doctor to get a surgery, right? That was, like, a bit that, right, was... Obama's rhetoric, right? Yeah, and it, it's kind of slightly remember. It still costs you a million dollars. Like Obamacare passed, and it still costs you a million dollars to the doctor, right? If you don't have insurance, yeah. Like I, Medicare for all, as like pure and solid as it is, like I can see what's going to happen is you have the, the kind of from from red, you have this red state Dem- Democrat representatives or senators say, "Listen, I I won't get reelected if I can't push this through," and. I'm going to have to vote against it or abstain, right? Okay, we just can't get it through. I'm sorry, Bernie. I believe in it personally, but blah, 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 blah. Or, you know, like, some, like, shh, the dirtbaggiest. It's like, it's like, literally, it's like literally a never, I feel like this is like going to be a never-ending cycle of just, like, nothing ever happens. Yeah. And then, or you have some, you have some like, very deeply subversive person say, like, well, you know, it doesn't cover, like, the kind of rad lib will say, like, well, I got... A million dollar, a million dollars from Goldman Sachs or Purdue Pharma or some evil company. But for let's put that aside and remember that you know Native American trans surgeries aren't covered by this, and that's a disgrace. So we're voting against. Like you, like you, I could even see like the most rat. Like there will be this thing will get will get destroyed. Like cap, like you, Congress is not there to fix your problems. Like it's there to defend capital. It's something you have to be, so you can get mad at Congress. Everybody's mad at Congress all the time, right? Because. It's a meaningless thing to get mad about, right? You, they you can't win. Yeah, uh, I, it's not gonna work. I, I, I do like. I like Bernie. Yeah, there's. Li- there, I mean, there's literally not enough unity to to really do anything. Put on in that. But a shame because. But like, well, the problem I guess is is that, I mean, not even in the voting sense. Yeah. Like, let's be honest here. There's not enough unity in a lot of different yeah. ways. But I love Bernie. Could but I don't, I see Bernie as well as like I I mean this thing like, most like. I mean, it's a compliment. It sounds sometimes mean, but I mean, it's a complimentary way. Bernie is like, for us, not for him, Bernie's doing his best, right? But for like the kind of broader left, revolutionary and not, Bernie's kind of like a LARP. Like he's like an old beatnik, you know, or 60s revolutionary socialist type who's just still in the game. And it's awesome he's going to make it, but like, it's kind of like as if we all put on like Red Army uniforms or march down the street. It's you really just like kind of <laughs> we're kind of like cargo culting. It's a big lie. Right, we're it's a cargo cult, right? We're gonna cargo cult political change. Like, what if we like? What if what if the sixties radicals stayed radical, and what if they ended up like getting somebody getting one of their buddies elected, right, as president? Maybe yeah, maybe that, maybe that some cool shit would have happened, bro. Maybe we would have like you know denuclearization of the Cold War, all kind of cool stuff, you know. But or maybe we would have had like worker-run factories in the sixties. But it's not the sixties. Like we're fighting a different kind of evil, right? Like the neoliberal system is so much more entrenched and, and like powerful and it's so much worse than it was, right? You know? 
uh, in terms of like yeah. power. Like I think um, things are materially better, but they've gotten there. You know. I mean, I I hate to I hate to black pill like like I feel like I'm getting a little on the downer side, but uh, I mean, you know, it reminds me of this video that I sent you uh, through through Twitter. Um, the guy basically saying, "Wow." Trump has like Trump's IQ like dropped like considerably after this debate or what? Oh yeah, they're saying like the old debate, the old like last they were showing like the, his election debates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean they're hilarious because I love I love making fun of Jeb Bush. All of those uh, any any single bit about like making fun of Jeb Bush was just yeah. just hilarious yeah. to me. Uh, I don't want especially don't when want Trump it, yeah. did it too. I don't. That want... was like that was basically his fun. The funniest bit he did was making fun of Jeb Bush. Yeah. <laughs> he did. He did sound, but, sound so much. Like I, there's something I, I viscerally hate about Jeb Bush too. Like just something so meek and you know so so scrawny. Uh, well, anyway, irrelevant to that. Um, but the, he he was essentially saying the same bit that Bernie did about donors and uh, special interests being in the audience of the debate. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I know what you mean. I remember that clip, and he was saying, but Bernie didn't have the Bernie's too like nicer. Yeah, he's genial or electable. Well, to say, yeah, like, I mean, he, honestly, Bernie Bernie looks fucking fifty years older than Trump does, even though they're like probably. I mean, what Trump is like seventy something. Yeah, they're both in their seventies. Like, yeah, like they're late seventy, mid late seventies, kind of mid to late seventies guys. I don't know. I don't. Oh, yeah. I do. I, what I do like is that. Uh, I I do I do agree that 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 is a current event, but and I don't want you to do any too much more current events because a like the show. Well, I actually like that it takes long to edit. And get it will. It will. It will but because it will it will date the show. But but like I like that. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sorry for all the I'm sorry for dude, all no, the no, like, don't worry about it. But like I like that because it forces me to do like evergreen content, you know, which is like so I have to do like oh what do you mean by that? Like I I, I can't do like today happened content because like it'll right, come out in a week, right? right? Although I do want to do a so I'll talk about this in a broad way. I have a, I have one more take on like so we some big events have been happening. Uh, the Taliban and the U.S. and the Afghan government signed a deal today, basically planning for a cease, planning for a ceasefire. Um, the U.S. is going to quote unquote. The U.S. is going to no, we're going to draw. It seems legitimate. Uh, the neocons are pissed. Obviously, which is awesome. Like you can tell when Trump's doing like that's one of Trump's problems right that never really, never really materialized. Just ending the wars. Like we're still in Syria, we're still in Iraq, Iraq, we're still in Afghanistan. But anyway, but like this is kind of the thing he's trying to do. Gay and cringe. Yeah. Very, it's really cringe, bro. You're Afghanistan, still cringe. But uh, so they're this idea with the Taliban. It seems legitimate. We're drawing down forces over the next six months, down to eight thousand six hundred guys from about twenty thousand uh, troops. So like, we're drawing down forces. We're gonna hopefully create a new Afghan government where the Taliban. Like, so the goal of it, I think I went over this. We went over the the, uh, Tal- the Afghanistan paper leaks that the Washington Post posted, and one of the biggest leaks was that. The U.S. had internal Taliban communications from like the mid mid two thousand tens, and they were like it was internal Taliban like memos like debates and that they reported, and it was Taliban leaders like wondering and speculating why the U.S. was still fighting, like that's, <laughs> which is like hilarious. Like I I legit giggle like like imagine these guys like wait 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 so, um. They got these these tapes of them talking about this. Yeah, like, like well, during what time? Uh, the mid two thousand, the mid two thousand tens. So it was in the uh, okay. So like end of Obama era, kind of. 
And they're like, what, they were basically wondering to each other, like, what the fuck are they still doing here? They killed Bin Laden four years ago. Uh, what's the, in our country? Like, what are they, what are they, what is their, what are they, what's their end game? What are they trying to do? They, they draw down and then add more forces randomly without any kind of rhyme or reason. They're not trying to hold ground. Like, what are they trying to do? Like, they were just like mystified. Like, what the Wait, f- that's hilarious. Wait, wait, it's hilarious. They, they, they weren't holding ground. They weren't like, uh, seizing resources or anything. Yeah, well, they or they they were, the, or they would do it and then stop doing it. Like the, the U.S. plan has been like we would take a province and then like leave. Like, oh, it's secure on the next province, and then like they come back in that province. Like the time were like, confused as fuck as what we were doing. Like, like what? Like it was just it was just like hilarious. And I and I, I sympathize with them in a lot of ways because like what the fuck are we doing over there, right? And uh, so it's like why why are we here? And they're like so just to so the Taliban part. What I'm bringing in the part why I'm bringing that up is that. Taliban offered the U.S. a peace deal through back channels in those days. That was the Taliban lays down their arms. They don't give them up. They just like they stop fighting. You know, put them in the closet, and they stop fighting. And they come back in. They, they, the, the U.S. leaves the country for one, obviously. And the Taliban just comes with they before the before they took over Afghanistan. They were just a political a political party, like a straight like GOP. Like, they're a political party, right? It was just the Taliban party of Afghanistan. And as the they were kind of they were kind of like social organ. It was like a, well, that's a Muslim party, right? So like a Muslim world little party. So they had like a pair, they had a paramilitary wing. They had a all this like stuff, and they had some like fraternal organizations, like parties in that part of the world do. But they were just a little party, really at heart, right? That's what they did. And they just said, "All right, we'll we'll go back to that, right? We'll go back to being a political party. We'll be part. We'll just run 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 in elections under the current Afghan constitution, right? We'll just be like, we'll stop fighting. The U.S. leaves." We can just run for office again, and you don't fuck with us, right? You don't bomb our headquarters. We can be in the open. And the U.S. turned it down. And it's not like, like what? Why? Like that's basically a win for you guys, right? We just go back to we go like, peace, and we just we would come up a little party, right? And the U.S. turned it down. And the Taliban had no idea why. And now we're giving him basically that. <laughs> yeah. And now we're giving them that deal, basically. Uh, and the neocons are pissed. Oh, okay. Which, so now we're finally formulating the deal. Yeah, now we're finally we're giving them that deal. Basically, they were like they offered us a while ago, and there's I mean, we're doing a very slow process to draw down. Uh, you know, I I have to I have to wonder sometimes when it comes to like the advisors that they have within the presidency or whatnot. Do they have as much history, knowledge, and data <laughs> as you do when it comes to this stuff? Do not, because like I swear to God, like sometimes. I'm not very big brain on it. This is not me being a smart boy. This is like, this is like. I mean, I, I, I'd, I'd say you're smart. Dude. No, but like, no, it's not me being. Like, I'm not like. I'm not the one saying this. This is not like a unique take to me. Uh, I do have one kind of unique take. It's gonna that, that I was gonna get into is that the the reason we're like getting this peace deal is not because or we're offering it or accepting it is not because uh, like of Trump's reticence or whatever. It's because we, if we stayed there any longer, we would legitimately lose this war or have to escalate to a huge amount of troops. Uh, because after oh, – and this is kind of like – this has happened very rapidly, which probably made the peace deal happen faster. Well, uh, so did we talk about talk about the, the CIA chiefs getting killed in Afghanistan? Yeah, I was going to say I, I don't think we actually mentioned – On the show, uh, yeah. I, about- I, I remember you mentioning to me personally, but I don't think we mentioned on air about – how there was a bunch of planes. Well, how many planes? So two, there was one two, that went was, down were, totally, and it was full of CIA ops, CIA like officials. Yeah, so two CIA, two CIA, CIA planes, like high level, like very high flying, like 
spy plane types, or like I think there was some kind of some kind of CIA plane. Well, there, there was there was literally officials like yeah, yeah. High, uh, the, like I think the head of the high up officials. I think the head of the Iraq bureau of the like who was the head of the Middle East bureau as well. I think was on there and a bunch of generals and shit, a bunch of military personnel, a bunch of CIA guys was on the way to Kabul in a high flying CIA plane, like a you know a pretty a military plane it had a very high. Uh, yeah, high altitude. High altitude, right? So it wouldn't get shot down by because the Taliban only all they have is like stinger, like shoulder, shoulder fire shit, and they and they have very little of that because they, they have they don't have any backers anymore, really. Just some a few Pakistani hardliners give them stuff out of like tradition, tradition and like religious obligations, but you know it's it's very they get very little support outside of their country, right? Right. So they only have stingers. That's interesting. I wonder how they took down those planes then. Well, here's the thing. They might have, they might have still been. I, I think I told. They're probably jets though, so they don't even have any like. They have no way of hitting them. They don't even know they're there. They don't even know they're there. Yeah, they, the, the planes are unarmed. They're unarmed CIA planes. They're like for pro, they're like for uh, monitoring and stuff. Travel. Well, they're they're mon- monitored for that, and they can they have the kind of like capability to monitor uh, communication on the ground. It was like a it's a spy plane, but with a right. But anyway, they can they can carry people too. Uh, anyway, so they were, they were very, they're very high over Afghanistan, and two of them in two weeks got splashed. One of them had some very high up CIA ones, some guys, and one had some pretty high up, not as high as the first. But uh, the Taliban don't have that ability; they just straight up don't, and everybody knows it. But that was after our friend, our you know, our guy we talked about earlier, General uh, Qasem Soleimani, who our first our first episode is dedicated to. Uh, he was killed, right? In, retali- in, in retaliation, the Iranians fired those bullshit missiles, but they also said – so the, the Iranians and the Taliban hate each other for like ethnic and Sunni-Shia re- reasons. They, they have a lot of – a long thing beef. When the U.S. invaded in 2001 Afghanistan, General Kusulamani and the Quds went in alongside the U.S. to help. Like the t- Iranians hate the Taliban. <laughs> After Suleimani was murdered, part of That's the, interesting to know. Part well, well, it's useless now because – after Soleimani was murdered, the part of the Taliban's plan or the Iranians' plan was fuck it, we're back in it. We're going to back the Taliban. We're going to bury the hatchet with them. Oh wow! And it's very probable that these missiles are Iranian air-to-air missile. Or air, air, I mean, dude, they're Iranian shit. I guess. I guess that's sorry. Go ahead. Well, if they're Iranian Sams that have they, a they can shoot down with the means of the Russian Sams for one, which means that they can pop these helicopter, these uh, high-flying planes, right? Which means that yeah. They are shot, by, used by, fired by Iranians as well, right? Iranian crew, probably Iranian missiles, coming in, shooting, leaving really fast. I mean, listen, it's to me, it's all it's all hilarious because it's CIA, so I don't care. Oh yeah, no, no, but no, yeah. Uh, what's what's funny enough to me is that we're essentially creating ethnic solidarity between the Arab world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our bath, our bathist future is you know the bathist future will be on the backs of like the CIA, the CIA blood. Uh, <laughs> But which is hey, like hey, we've we've cultivated this, you know. But the so what? Matt, this future ain't free. It gotta be littered with the blood of CIA goons. Yeah. But uh, but the funny thing is, so if the Iranians are serious serious about this, and and killing those two spooks implies they are, uh, then I think it's move a very there's a high chance if the Iranians serious the Taliban have never had serious backing against the U against the U S. By Pakistan gave them. Basically, like, training areas and a couple AKs, right? Right. I mean, like, Russia and, and China has had talks with them, from what I hear, but nothing ever official, like, back in. I've heard of that, but they've never given them anything, right? Because they can't afford it, for one. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, and the, you know, this Russia and China don't give yeah, things for free, uh, you know, notoriously. The Soviet Union will give you stuff for free. The uh, Russians will not, you know. Yeah. For obvious reasons. <laughs> uh, but if there's a serious backer, a state backer behind the Taliban, 2,000 U.S. soldiers, 20,000 U.S. troops will not be able to operate. You know, if they have serious, yeah, no way. dude, if they have like serious long range, air, ground to ground, air to ground stuff. I mean, they can just start. You you will lose so much. You like you could. I, I mean this in a very sincere way. If you kept the U.S. Air Force operating over Afghanistan as they were getting like Sams from the Iranians, which means the Russians and maybe the Chinese even at that point, at that point you would you could literally lose like ten percent, twenty percent of the U.S. Air Force. Uh, just, Holy shit! Like yeah. if, if they didn't, if they had to, they'd have to drastically change how they operate. They're not because they're not afraid. They're not afraid of firing. Yeah, and also they can just afraid of pulling the trigger, and they can really shoot and scoot, right? And also we like we we're not used. The U.S. isn't used to isn't used to flying in hostile air, right? We're not used to flying in enemy AA nets or into enemy AA nets because we take them out usually, right? But if you're not doing a whole AA net, you're just popping up and dropping very quickly. You can. Especially because, like, hey, listen, a SAM platform versus a U.S. jet is like the cost. You know, the, 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 there's not there's no comparison, right? You don't you don't want to. Well, first of all, you don't risk it. Yeah. Also, like in these areas, that's like that's pilot lives and uh, and a lot of a lot of expensive equipment. You gotta you gotta worry yeah. about. Not that, not that. Countermeasures aren't always gonna save you. Yeah, and also like they don't have to even pop jet. Like the Taliban could legitimately stop popping, uh, like fighter. Like they just don't shoot fight. They don't can't or they they can't. Shoot like fighters and F thirty five jets and like, like stealth bombers. A it forces the army to use stealth only. Like Air Force only use stealth stuff. But also like if they just pop like transport stuff, the airport has to get there. Stuff has to come into Afghanistan. It's a landlocked country. They have to fly in. If they can't fly in, they can't fly helicopters anymore. It's just over. You you need we need to bring in like a million soldiers or at least half a million. Yeah, you gotta you gotta you gotta bring in basically a giant armed. Uh... Yeah ground force so to to, 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 kind of, to secure every and, area and, and basically and basically you'd have to occupy every single town that you take over yeah or yeah and so it's, it's basically it basically over especially you know so like then you would have to worry about uh about partisans and then the you know the native population is definitely not going to be on your side so you're basically uh occupying it with a military uh police force uh, even afterwards, yeah, no, it's a, it'd be a whole like that would be like just a huge expense. Yeah, you need, need to do Vietnam all over again, right? And that's why we had to do Vietnam as hard as we did because they had service air missiles, right? That was one of the things that kept all our troops there is that they had honest to god service air missiles. So that makes well, it's like it's 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 almost sad, but I almost like it would be literally better to be like an imperialist country at that point and just like take it over and, and then annex it. Oh yeah, I mean that's a like, that's a pretty like old. That's not me originally. The criticism of uh, hello, Rotro. This is a really good episode. I like this. I might start getting drunk more often. Hey, what's up? All right, can you hear me? Um, you were uh talking about the, <clears throat> the well, we were both talking about how uh being in a situation where you put ground troops and everything would be essentially like Vietnam. Oh yeah. I have, I, I know, where, I know where it's at. I know where it's at. Okay, yeah. So, it's a common criticism. I'm not the first one to make this one at all. This one is probably as old as, like, the invasion of Afghanistan. Or even, like, the Soviet invasion of Afghanistan. It's that if you aren't in, a, like, a, like a, 
ideologically imperialist country, like they say, like the UK was, or like it's all countries before the turn of the century. If you're not like, ideologically imperialist, like if when you come into a country, right, what you do is you install a friendly king by force, and then you start training their soldiers to fight like you, and led by your officers, like the, the British army, they would train. They would find the local local troops. They would train them in the British model, led by British men. As and they would just fight. They called sepoys in your and they called like sepoy battalions in uh, India. If you don't do that, and they basically they basically trained up these foreign troops that were loyal to them or nominally loyal to them, and they just expected to fight like low level war against against like the locals forever at a very like occupying them with their own forces. That's that's interesting. Uh, I was going, for, I was going to say like it's similar that's, that's to how Rome had client kings. Uh, but that's probably not the same. Kind of, yeah. It's it's yeah. It's similar, but like more occupied. That was probably more. It's it's more. You're more. It's it, it's more dominant than like a client, right? It's a. They're run by a like the Raj in in, in Britain was like an openly. It was administered by open in English openly and, like run by the British government. Yeah, like it was like no one would argue like well they're really an independent state. But if you're the US, USSR, had the problem too, where if you're uh, if you're the USSR. Or your America, you have these ideals. Even if liberal, even if American ideals are like shitty and liberal, liberal liberalism, and the USSR was about, the USSR was always like you know rights and self determination. You can't just like occupy the fuck out of this country, right? Yeah, I mean it's funny. So you can't but, ever train Afghans in the. I was going to say it's uh it's interesting enough, but the USSR was technically imperialistic, in uh in a similar sense, I guess. Uh, we we kind of did a lot worse to the to the. Iron Curtain countries, but even before, th- yeah, which is funny, funny because they would they were nakedly imperialistic there. They would literally train up armies in their model, like they did the whole imperialism bit there. Yeah, but the U.S. But they, I were mean, the US they, they were technically they were really annexed anyway, like a part of the country. Um, instead of like were some they? sort of client under the, under the Warsaw. Sorry, well, that was under the under the, under the Warsaw Pact, or oh, I might be wrong on that. Well, they weren't. They were like more. I would. I don't think they were annexed. They were just clients. Now the, the republics, like like the the Balkans, were annexed. Ah, okay. But uh, but like Poland was a Poland. Hungary, yeah, but I mean, like um, uh, think about like Ka- Romania. They were they, like, like, they were dominated by they were clients. They were clients. The thing about yeah. uh, Kazakhstan and um, well, I can't remember what that other country is right next to Mongolia. It's like Tulsa Minor or something. But you have to remember too that oh, yeah. that like a lot of like east of the Urals is like th- full of like ethnic people that aren't I, w- I wouldn't I wouldn't uh completely compare them to like the western Russian Slavs whatsoever because they're far more Hapa and Asian uh phenotype I guess so in, in a way I kind of see them as conquer that kind of technically conquered people you could think of them that way but I don't know because of the fact that they speak Russian and a lot of their culture is very similar to uh to western Russians as well anyway it's kind of it's kind of irrelevant or it's kind of like it's 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 not really really the same well it's kind of like a Scotland UK situation right where the Scot I mean before the modern era right where the Scots would like they would be in the UK the British army but they weren't British yeah 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 something yeah something like that like 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 I mean listen you know the Russia yeah like Russia is an imperial is an imperial country kind of always has been it's like they're kind of they know I mean yeah like America is in denial of being an empire and it totally yeah, is. Totally. Uh, I mean, obviously, but Russia is very like cognizant of being an empire, 
like you know, like like, well, like dude, a like lot the, of uh, a lot of our like the, laws and um, I'm not. I mean, I'm not an expert, but I know the kind of logistics around it a little bit. But like, I mean, we have kind of states in the same way. But like, those states are basically run by you know that ethnic group that's already living there. Yeah, like like, uh, but like. I know for one of the interesting things I found as a person who watches the Middle East as like a, more a hobby than I I don't consider my mind Middle East watching like super revolutionary. It's kind of it's this kind of just distraction I have that when the Russians sent troops into uh, Syria, the majority of the ground forces were in the Dazakhstani National Guard. So they were they were Muslim Russia or they were a ethnic group that was Muslim in Russia that actually the UFC fighter Khabib comes out of. So they were sending right. Muslims that were loyal to them or nominally loyal to them to be like the kind of ground force there. And they, and they sent like, so they sent Russians that to, to fly planes and drive tanks too. But like the, the, the average grunt in was, uh, was Syria in the Russian army was a was Muslim. Basically like, was basically like Chechen Georgian or something, I'm guessing. Well, yeah, so it's similar to Chechnya. They're a little more like Mount, they're from like further East, I think. Oh, so they're more like Southern. Uh, um, they're, like a, looking. they're like, a, they're a mountain people. Yeah, they look they look pretty like you know Khabib, the UFC fighter. Oh, oh, I think so. Yeah, I think I know what you mean. That's literally it's literally his it's his people. They look pretty actually pretty white. They look more. All Russian Muslims look pretty white. Like, I mean, whatever. they look it's like not, white that like their bone, like their bones look as thick as bricks. <laughs> Every time I see them, uh, or I look up pictures of like uh, the Caucasus people or the uh, people around the Black Sea or the the Caspian Sea, I'm like, oh my god. Look at these people's bones. These this guy is a thick ass skull. It, is that a Russianism? I, I I literally can't. I guess I mean, I mean at least that's what I'm just agreeing with you because you're the Russian. But like, I guess because Slavs are just thin faces, right? Or, Dude, I don't uh, know, listen, don't. there's a big difference between the thin face Slav is a tro- I, I I don't I don't have my calipers on. Picture <laughs> Slav skulls. Yeah. Well, I don't, dude, I don't have my... listen. There's a bi- there's already a pretty big distinction between like northern, uh, and I say northern, but it's really like northwest Russians, the clo- the ones closer to fin- uh, Finland and Estonia, and the southern Russians below Mo- uh, Moscow. Like, there's there's a pretty big distinction in general, especially since like southern Slavs are like much more olive skinned, but I mean that's like really apparent. That's huh. like, it's pretty. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I always, I don't know. I have, See, I have, I'm, I have I'm the, the only uh, one that knows about know. this I stuff guess. because I keep like contemplating about the Bashkir people that are like literally a bunch of Hapa cuties, and like where, where, where there are there, dude. I'm the Bashkir. Listen, like it's not. I'm not joking too. Like the Bashkir are like basically like, like east of the Urals and like even around there in in general. Uh, it's full of it's just full of like half Asians. It's full of, like half Asians, half Slavs. It's basically a Hapa country. Like, if you ever had, like, I guess Elliot Roger, well, not not specifically him. I don't know what's a, what's a better example of. I'm sorry, I feel bad for I feel Jenna bad for Reeves. Hapas that I'm saying like Elliot Rogers. They're like is the one to do Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Just imagine a country of Keanu Reeves, and in, including I don't know what's a, what's also a cute like okay. like Hapa girl. Uh, who's the uh, there's uh, there's one uh, I'm specifically thinking in my mind, but I don't know on any names. Either way, uh, the I viewers think I know should know what too. I mean. It doesn't but, matter. Um, but yeah, like think of a, think of basically an entire land just filled with that, and they also ride horses and they like sing like throat music. So they're not Turkic. That's a, 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 they're, not no, Turkic no, no, they're no, 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 no. 
They're not. They're not. That's like Kazakhstan. I don't know. I don't know. How does the show always? At the end, we always we we always talk about Russia at the end. Two episodes straight. I I find I find it interesting, and you're obviously you find it interesting for selfish reasons. Obviously. Uh, Yeah. Obviously. The Russia Russia roundup at the end of the show. Yes, it's what we oh. must always end it up do we, on. Do we have anything else? Can we, can, we hard, can we hard pivot out of this or do we have anything else? Any other well, prep? there was uh, – I mean, we're, we're actually getting into like an hour and, and, and a half full of content. But I was going to say um, – or maybe maybe not. Maybe it might be less. I'm actually not sure. But there was that bit that you wanted to talk about, the Vice article uh, you gave me. Oh, yeah. That was oh, – That's it's, God, it, I wish we had – I wish it wasn't – you think we might? I wish it wasn't like an audio show. Yeah, I we mean, can we do could. It. I was gonna say but, we could do it for uh, another episode. Because I want to. I want to. I want to. Yeah, we I want to give myself like a challenge this we, time and and get this this episode edited like like quick. We we, we can call it, we can call it here. All right, all right. Well, uh, uh, yeah, we, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Real Proletariat Hours. We have given you your Real Proletariat Hour. And we are going to be signing off. So, ciao, ciao. Have a good one. Yeah. Let's vidania. See ya. War is a racket. It always has been. A racket is best described, I believe, as something that is not what it seems to the majority of the people. Only a small inside group knows what it is about. It is conducted for the benefit of the very few at the expense of the very many. I spent most of my time being a high-class muscle man for big business, for Wall Street, and for the bankers. Out of war, nations acquire additional territory. If they are victorious, they just take it. This new acquired territory promptly is exploited by the few, the self-same few who wrung dollars out of blood and the war. World War, a mere handful garnered the profits of the conflict. At least 21,000 millionaires and billionaires were made in the United States during the World War. How many of these war millionaires shouldered a rifle? How many of them dug a trench? How many of them knew what it meant to go hungry in a rat-infested dugout? Jobs, lie in swampy trenches, and kill, and kill, and kill. Oh, 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 oh.